Hey everyone and welcome back to Let's Be Open podcast with Tristan and Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> so we haven't filmed a podcast episode for a very long time. I don't know when it last was. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, maybe... I need to sit up straight if you're sitting up straight. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah we haven't filmed a podcast <laughs> episode for a very long time and we had a look at our podcast the other day and we've got lots of new followers and subscribers so we thought we would bring you guys some good content as you all subscribed to us and followed and today we're going to be talking about the divine feminine and masculine energy yeah so i think this is quite um quite a good topic to be doing especially at this point in time you hear a lot of words thrown around toxic masculinity and stuff like that and i think there is a lot of toxic masculine traits that are not even just part of men part of women as well i think there's just like a real load of bad toxic masculine energy <clears throat> but mm. i find actually that's quite triggering for men calling it masculine but it's like positive masculine traits that are uh, being used not constrained yeah. too much which ends up with them being negative mm. um for example a masculine trait of physical strength but not being able to control your physical strength, which leads to an aggressive man, for example. So um, I think with words like toxic masculinity being thrown around quite a lot lately, I think uh, this is a yeah a cool topic to talk about. Yeah, so we will talk about what the masculine and feminine, <coughs> feminine energy is for those of you that maybe don't really understand that. And then we're going to kind of go the flow, see how the conversation goes. But we want to cover what Tris mentioned and also talk more about how we can use it maybe more in a positive way and for you guys to understand a bit more about it um, and maybe take some of the tips and advice that we give and apply it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so if you do enjoy the podcast, please do give us a like, subscribe, follow, whatever platform you're listening on, share the podcast with others. And also, if you guys have any feedback on this topic or questions or anything, please do comment below if you're on YouTube or drop us an email if you're listening on something else because... We're in, always interested to hear what you guys have to say. Um, so maybe we could start off by just talking about what is like energy, masculine, feminine energy, all that sort of stuff. Mm. So yeah, masculine and feminine energy. So um, there's a good line actually in the Tao Te Ching. Um, so Taoism, the guy that founded Taoism, Lao Tzu, wrote the Tao Te Ching which is like a way of living, essentially. And there's a really cool line in it, which is, um, have the strength of man, and but keep a woman's care. And I think that's a really good first example of uh, the attributes of men and the attributes of women, just one of the examples of it, where men are physically strong, which is very useful for a number of things. And women tend to have less physical strength, but more of a caring nature to them. Mm. And just to be clear, that when we say masculine and feminine energy, we're not saying men and women. So I think sometimes people think that's what it means. Like yeah. masculine energy doesn't mean a physical man, feminine doesn't mean a physical woman. It's like the energy. So men can have feminine energy and women yeah. can have masculine yeah. energy. Yeah, well, and we'll get that, get onto that um, in more detail later on. But for the most part, men tend to have certain masculine traits, which include. Um, well, there's a few that I've written down here. So physical strength, um, competitiveness, individualism, 
uh, providing in the in the days gone by when we were hunters and gatherers men were the hunters women were, women were the gatherers mm-hmm. um, and then there's feminine traits the care of women being more patient being more vulnerable more of a collective mindset rather than an individual mindset more emotional men are more rational so there's just some good examples of generally speaking uh, men's attributes and women's attributes um, and that's, you know, only a handful of like hundreds of different attributes that we have. But they're some of the most kind of important ones, especially in this day and age. So, yeah, there's there's different attributes between men and women. And if you allow certain attributes to go too far, then it can go towards a really bad place. And um, a good example of this actually is my dad in his relationship with my mum. My dad was grounded by my mum. He was leveled out by my mum's attributes. So... He was maybe um you know more of a more of a rational person um contained a lot of those masculine traits more individual um yeah, what are the other things on there yeah a provider all of those sorts of things and that was really good in his relationship with my mum because ugh, the opposite traits that she had that were useful the care the patience the vulnerability the collective umness of her mindset meant that the relationship he stayed well balanced within that relationship so if you go too far with your physical strength and you tend to be aggressive or you're too you care too much about yourself you're too much of an individualist and you don't care too much about the other then that could be really bad on your own however with my mum around he was really leveled out and therefore he was able to see um you know able to limit himself with the uh, individualist mindset and with his physical strengths so that was really really useful now my dad's been single for years the he's gone off the off the radar and as far as where that balance should be where he's gone more towards the levels of narcissism because there's there's less to be able to ground him there's not enough feminine traits within my dad's um within his personality so therefore it's out of balance you know leaning slightly towards toxic masculinity you could say so that's a good example of where the um the the man and the woman working together the masculine and the feminine working together can work really well because it kind of balances the unit yeah yeah and the um the yin and yang symbol is so symbolic of um of that unit and how well it works together it's perfectly integrated the yin and the yang and you've got the masculine energy and you've got the feminine energy and together they work really well together and also if you notice with that yin yang symbol there's a little tiny circle in each one of those uh those units that symbolizes the feminine or the masculine within the opposite mm. so you've got the masculine side with the tiny little circle which symbolizes the feminine within that unit so for that unit and also i don't know if you know it with the yin and the yang because obviously it doesn't just symbolize feminine and masculine energy but it symbolizes that you can't have one without the other i think i was listening to yeah. alan watts about that and he was saying without you can't have white without black and you can't have black without white because you can't when you put something white on black, like a blackboard, that's how you write. You need that's how you can see there. it, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And with a whiteboard, you put black writing on it to be able to see the writing. So you need one with the other to be able to see. <coughs> uh, see the like, see the white, you need the black. To see the black, you need the white. So it's a bit like if you use that with a masculine feminine, feminine energy, you need both. You can't just have masculine, you can't just have feminine. You need both mm. for, a, yeah, for to be able to, I guess, experience, no, don't know, to be able to... Well, yeah, to be well balanced and to yeah, to function yeah. adequately, and if you have too much, I mean, I think we'll talk about this later on as well. But I think in the twenty first century, there's so much masculine energy coming into the world. The world's kind of 
falling out of balance a little bit yeah because it's all materialism it's all ego and there's so much of these masculine traits that the world's actually becoming not very balanced and it's not functioning too well Mm. and at some point in time when the pendulum swings too far towards tyranny or control or masculine whatever you want to call it there will be a need for those feminine traits to come back in and to level things out once more Mm -hmm. yeah um much like the periods of like weak men, strong men, bad times, good times, and how those things seem to um, fall into a really regular pattern. It's almost symbolic of the, the masculine and feminine as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, that, so those two little things that are next to each other, one has a little, a little um, circle within it. So say that's the masculine energy, and it's got that little circle within it, which is the feminine energy within oneself or it's symbolic of that at least this is my interpretation so the masculine i'm mainly a masculine force i'm a man like there's a lot of masculine traits about me however if i don't have time for any feminine traits at all then i'm going to be a narcissist a a wife beater you know whatever it may be so it's always important even on our own even if you're single and you're not in a relationship that balances you out to try and balance yourself out and to incorporate some of those feminine traits Mm, yeah um, so yeah, Chloe's got a really interesting point about the um, about the pill and how that affects the balance of the masculine and the feminine. Mm, so going on the hormonal pill obviously changes your balances of hormones, which well, is maybe not obviously because a lot of people yeah, don't seem don't, to know yeah. this. I mean, this is more on the physical, whereas obviously energy you could say is more of a spiritual thing. Some people don't believe in it, although actually energy is made up of atoms, so it is a real thing, like in a sciencey time. But if you're looking at the sciencey side of it with the pill and changing your hormones you become less feminine by that change in your hormones or can become less feminine. An example is you're normally on most women, your libido is decreased by being on the pill. Then you think about the fact that your menstrual cycle is messed up or you don't have a menstrual cycle. Normally on your menstrual cycle, you'll have a period where you want to have a family, you'll desire that, you maybe think about babies or whatever because your body's going through that normal focus, getting ready for a child, getting ready to get the egg ready. Whereas when you're on the pill, you don't have any of that. So, of course, your desire for, like, yeah, maybe building a family or whatever is going to change. So instead, it might be that women choose to focus on their career or and that brings more of the masculine in, like, want to make money. They're not so focused on finding a partner and having settling down or whatever. They're not so interested in maybe having sex. Mm. Um, so then they might become more career-driven or success-driven or money-driven. I'm not saying that's the same for everyone, obviously. That could be... I'm just... That's a rough kind of... So your experience of coming off the pill has led you to conclude those things. And reading about it. So reading that book that I'm reading called Period Power and learning about the menstrual cycle and women's bodies and, yeah, just like everything that you don't get taught in school um, is really interesting. Learning about how studies have shown what the pill does to women's bodies and things like that is quite interesting. And then you think that it's so normalised, like... If you go to the doctors when you're 15 and you are suicidal, they'll just put you on the pill. Not anything to do with you need contraception. It's just used. If you go to the doctors and you've got acne, they'll put you on the pill. If you go to the doctors and you've got PCOS or endometriitis, they put you on the pill. So then you're being put on the pill and then it's changing your chemistry. And you think that makes you more... It makes you less feminine, I think, because a female... But it doesn't necessarily make you more masculine, right? Because you don't become really horny and like want to no but you might become more career driven or not want to have a family more materialistic potentially. yeah yeah and not want to have a family yeah i mean you're not having the normal um waves of hormones that you get in a cycle where you've had that week where you want a partner then there's a week where you don't want a partner like so there's a a 
clip with Terence McKenna where he talks about um, monogamy is not a um, a natural human construct. Monogamy is something that serves the wheels of capitalism. And in the same way, you could say that the pill and contraception, female contraception, does the same thing because yeah. it tends to drive people towards materialism and consuming a little bit more and not doing things that are natural for women. Yeah. I mean, you could go down the whole topic of also it makes millions of pounds for the pharmaceutical industries, but... <laughs> yeah, that's like a good that. point, yeah. I mean, you're pumping out in children. I've got a client who's 14 years old and she was put on the pill because she was suicidal, like nothing to do with contraception so you've got that girl hooked on a pill from the age of 14 that feeds the pharmaceutical industry for the rest of her life if she stays on it until mm. she wants kids yeah you know for me i was on it for 16 years imagine even just me one person that's 16 years for the pharmaceutical industry to make money off me yeah yeah they, they, hand those, well, they hand those out like sweets don't they yeah well, like i was saying so you've got pcos if you've got acne if you've got suicidal symptoms if you've got endometriitis it's like just go on the pill if you've got mm. bad periods, go on the pill. Yeah, and a lot of the side effects are completely overlooked. The negative side effects are overlooked, whereas the things that it can potentially help you with are like yeah. seen as some amazing yeah. um, thing to be considered. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. It's interesting as well how um, the masculine and the feminine energy, the, the reason, the most part of the reason that we live in the world that we live in is because of the male dominator ego forces that have created mad competitive mindsets and materialism, which has mostly come from the masculine. The The way that we live has been, um, you know, how we've got to this point in time has, for the most part, been created by men wanting and to create And the reason we know things. that is because even in some countries right now, like Dubai is really far behind. For example, women actually don't have a voice. So, and especially back when agriculture started and the boom of agriculture was just like... I guess capitalism all kind of started around then it was all centered around men mm. women didn't like have a voice they just stayed at home cooked the dinner look after the kids so men were designing this whole culture yeah and I think it's an interesting point to talk about because um that may sound like I'm um, blowing men's trumpet saying oh men are so incredible they've created this world which I think is true however there is massive massive shortcomings to the way that we live and I think those are masculine energies that are creating the absolute pain in the world um, you know, we're destroying the world for the sake of, like, meaningless things, containing, having more material possessions and stuff like that, completely trivial things. And I think that's a masculine energy that has gone too far. So to get us to this point in time where we've got really comfortable living and stuff like that is incredible. But to the point where you're actually destroying the earth to maintain that is ridiculously toxic. And this is where feminine energy and trying to understand equilibrium with the environment and stuff like that is really important because you take those masculine traits too far it's going to be hell on earth really mm. really quickly so there needs to be this feminine energy which is collectiveness which is patience which is empathy, a, empathy yeah. a dropping of the ego mm. an ability to feel compassion for the other so that we don't destroy the world that we live in and again this isn't like men versus women because women can a lot of women contain masculine energy so it's not saying oh women are so great they should just take over the world now it's like no because a lot of women actually have masculine energy in them so it's not saying that well yeah and we were saying just earlier how in the 21st century it seems like a lot of women are gaining really dark heavy masculine traits really quickly mm. and that's only going to take us to doom even quicker yeah like you think about um a lot of the ways that um, 
you know, girls are creating OnlyFans and stuff like that. And it's like, you've got this sacred femininity, this thing that has been so prized for so long. And women have had this massive integrity to do with like their bodies and their sexuality. And now they're just saying for something as meaningless as cash, just selling, selling it away just to yeah. get some cash. And it's another example and an extension of how toxic that feminine, that masculine energy has become where it's bleeding into women And even in women like choosing not to have families and children because they just want to be career focused. They're so focused on their career and making money and being successful that they're just choosing not to have a family or get in a relationship. Yeah, and how much of it is helping the world? Because I feel like helping the world is a feminine trait, whereas earning as much money as possible, I feel like, is a masculine trait. Yeah. It's trivial, it's bullshit, yet so many people are focused on that. I mean, there is obviously a lot of people out there that are focused on improving the world. And more and more, which is so good to see, you know, people caring about the ocean, the plastic mm. and renewables and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, what was yeah. No, just saying about, <laughs> yeah, to how bad it can be. But also how, like, even religions so are saying, like, agriculture, obviously, um, or the boom of that started a lot of this and the economy and all of that was based mainly around men, especially, like, I'm guessing in, like, the early 1900s and all of that. But also religion, like pretty much all religion, apart from Tantra, is based around a man, masculine energy. Tantra is mm-hmm. like, I think the only, I don't know, maybe there are, maybe if you're listening to this, you can let us know. But I know of Tantra being around the feminine energy, but uh, Christianity is God and Jesus and they mainly call it a he um, the Quran. And also in Christianity, how women are subservient to men. Yeah. And, um, and in the Quran, women were, made, well. women were made of the man's rib. Is that right? So the man came first. Yes, yeah. and the woman was made of the man. I think that's right. Maybe that was the other way around, actually. We'll have to double-check that. Yeah. Any Christians, put the um, answer in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> but also the Quran with uh, Muslims, it's Allah, which is a, a he. And especially in the Muslim religion, women are just like absolutely nothing. Like, you know, you can't even show your face, uh, your body, you have to just show your eyes and that's it. Yeah. So the feminine is, is nothing compared to the masculine in that religion. Yes, and um, that's a weird one where maybe covering up as a woman is a very good thing to do, a feminine thing to do, but the forceful nature of it coming from the man is not the right thing yeah, to like, do. It should I come mean, from, I mean, I'm a libertarian, it's all about your own autonomy, so you should decide to stay covered up a little bit more maybe rather than showing everything that you've got. But they obviously, to, what, a few years ago, weren't even allowed to drive in Dubai, so it's like, that's not, yeah, like, right... <laughs> Women weren't allowed to drive. Yes, no, yeah. that's, no that's not right at all. Yeah. There, well, there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of free, um, things like that. Especially, um, you know, we're at a point now where it's a lot more um, equal with things like that. But yeah, as you say, in certain countries, it's not ideal. Oh, well, I was trying to base it around the fact that most people in Dubai are Muslims. So I was saying that the Muslim religion, uh, Islamic religion, is a he, it's Allah, just like Christianity. I don't know yes, what yeah, Buddhism yeah. is. What's Buddhism? Is that a he? Buddha, Buddha. Buddha was a he. Yeah. Yeah. so religion and then the boom of agriculture um and the economy all like because i guess religion and all that sort of stuff probably well yeah it did start around that time and obviously earlier i feel like people these days are less much to be wrong but i feel like they're less religious but i feel like religion like your grandma for example that kind of era is like very religious yeah less i mean less typically religious but um as much spirituality probably as there ever, ever has been, or at least there's yeah. gaining a lot of traction on that um, side now, which is, yeah. I think, a sort of religion. Mm. Um, in a good That's way, true. though. Yeah, but I, very, I guess the spiritual way now as well is not too... It's not a he or a she, so I don't, not many people say... Oh, no, it's not he. sexist anymore. Yeah, yeah. No. 
Or I mean with the energy. It's not a masculine energy or feminine energy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's not run by men, which is mostly the masculine energy anymore. Yeah, which is really good. You do see more... Yeah, that's true. More like spiritual leaders, I guess, that are feminine women. So that's good. I mean, you could contrive that women with their... um, feminine characteristics would be the the most useful thing at this point in time when you need feminine characteristics in the world so they have a lot of power right now if they have the ability to unlock it which maybe would require some masculine traits to um to get there to stay so um, headstrong and focused with it for example because it's a bit like governments for example they are like 80 percent men maybe more 90 don't know what like in the houses of parliament um, and it's like for the for women to get in there anyway and have more feminine energy, those women have to be quite masculine to even get in there or have traits of it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a big topic in itself, isn't it? Mm. Oh, like the other one I always think of is how that's illegal in parts of America now to have an abortion, and the, the government who've decided that are all men. Mm. It's like. Hmm. Yeah, that's a funny one because um, there are a lot of the people that are in power is because um, men's and women's drive to motivations have always been so massively different, mm. which is why a lot of men focus more on or have done in the past on those careers. So it's not generally because women are being persecuted in that no, field. No. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it's ended up that we've got a lot of masculine energy making these decisions. And yeah, and people at the top of these um, piles, there's a lot, I think, things like ego that get people to the top of those piles, which is a massively masculine trait. However, I feel that there is... Um, where women are maybe not at the forefront of a lot of these um, big companies and governments and stuff like that, I think that the power of the woman is a more subtle power. You know, the the woman and the man together... The man may look like the dominant force in that relationship, but I think the woman's ability to be subtle and um, oh, pervasive yeah. and persuasive has an ability to actually um, influence the man to make uh, some, more important. Some men would say manipulative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, you're probably right, right? That's yeah. where certain. That's where we were talking about earlier about certain traumas coming across as if they're. Uh, uh, positive trait but oh, actually yeah. they're a negative trait yeah yeah which we could talk about that even couldn't we yeah yeah so um wait, but is that to do with the masculine and feminine yeah i mean um yes it's to do with those certain traits going too far uh, one way or the other and how certain traits within um each of us can be influenced by our conditioning and by our trauma which are so yeah. hard to look past um i've done a little diagram oh maybe i'll try and do a little um Put this on the corner of the screen. Yeah, down here can, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I've done this little little diagram of where you can be too far towards a narcissist or too far towards maybe a pushover. If you, so this can be influenced with your trauma or by your social conditioning. So if you've been traumatized and don't feel too good about yourself, you don't have much uh, self confidence. You may appear to have certain maybe caring traits for people. But actually, it's not a care. It's actually a lack of self-love, which shows itself as a care. But actually, it's coming from a bad place. Mm. Um, so I'll put I'll put this up because this is quite um, quite interesting to look at actually. Um, where you've got the you maybe you've got the objectivity of a man and the empathy of a woman, and if the man is um, left to his own devices, he goes too far towards objectivity and too far towards materialism. 
um, say so it's good to have that balance of the woman but if you go too far that way with the woman it becomes too much empathy and you could become maybe too much of a pushover so there's that kind of sweet spot in the middle which we we all need to stay in mm-hmm. yeah and this is maybe a good point where you get um, certain people who um, who become toxic there's too many toxic masculine traits and a lot of the time it can be down to the fact that you have some trauma so maybe your dad made you feel not good enough when you were younger so you're desperately trying to do things and create things in the world to make yourself um to make yourself known and to make yourself worthy i think hitler was a good example of this actually where he had a terrible upbringing and everything that he was doing was trying you know he was trying to get over his trauma that's what that's what anyone does when they're um that that badly traumatized maybe not to that extent um but so you could say that he had massive um, massive masculine goals where he was trying to create some utopia and you could say that's a positive thing but obviously it's gone way too far and at the same time it's coming from a bad place because it's coming from that trauma so working on your traumas and working on um, clearing those wounds and clearing your social conditioning is so important because then you'll be actually acting through your existential core through your soul rather than through um, your ego and your conditioning mm. so obviously it's quite interesting with Tris was talking about the balance of the man the woman there with like his parents relationship so you might be wondering what about a gay couple lesbian couple for example say we take the lesbian couple it's two women so you would think that oh that's not going to work off the back of what Tris has said because you've got two lots of fem- quite a lot of feminine energy but what we've noticed and people might disagree and do let us know what you think but we think from that on, a, on average, when you do get a lesbian t- couple take, for example, one does tend to have more feminine energy and one does tend to have more masculine energy. And that seems to work quite well because it seems to kind of balance the relationship out. Whereas if you get two lesbians that are, say, super feminine or super masculine, it doesn't really work. And um, again, we could be completely stereotyping, but that's our experience and what we've seen. And maybe if you're in that type of relationship, you might be experiencing that. Maybe your partner's a bit more masculine than you or a bit more feminine and then it seems to balance out and the same with uh, gays so men one tends to be a bit more feminine one tends to be a bit more masculine and that actually works and it seems to balance it out um mm. yeah even on a physical level you see the um the lesbians there's quite often a more masculine one physically mm-hmm. and a more feminine one physically yeah and it that seems to work so um it clearly is like that's kind of another proof of where it is good to have that balance within the relationship Mm. Um, it doesn't tend to work when you've got two and even in like normal like heterosexual relationships yeah um if you have a couple that are super masculine so an example could be like there's a girl and a guy and you're both very career driven money driven you're both maybe quite egotistical it actually doesn't always tend to work that well whereas if you've got one say who's like super career driven and maybe the other one's not so much that which is more feminine, that actually works quite well to balance each other because maybe the super career-driven one is like all they think about is their job, whereas the more feminine one is like, oh, maybe you don't think about making money all the time. I think you're a bit like that with me. I'm quite masculine in my career. Like, yeah, I'm going to do well. I'm going to be really successful. So sometimes you're a bit feminine and I'm like, it's not all about money, babe. Like, don't forget to live your life. <laughs> like, that kind of thing is quite good to balance. And yeah. so I think that's important in, like... Uh, I always get this from beauty as homosexual relationships, yeah. Heterosexual, how do I get We're heterosexual. Yeah, we're heterosexual. (laughs) (laughs) Gay relationships, yeah, I think it's important. And then the other thing is obviously the transsexuals, which is becoming more and more popular these days or normalised. 
Um, and it's like, what what do we do there? Because we've got a feminine person becoming more masculine or a masculine person becoming more feminine. Or trying, trying on a physical to. level to become yeah. more the opposite. But maybe there's nothing they can do about the traits on the inside except work on the trauma, which is potentially causing them to want those things in the first place. Yeah, so it's like, is that going to work? Is it going to affect the world in a negative way? Because if you say had let's take the man becoming a woman for example so you've got the masculine trying to become more feminine um but then also having a load of hormones and things that's going to be playing around with that as well is is that a good thing so i don't know what you guys think about that or your opinions but i don't know if a lot of people think about that sort of stuff even that deeply as well um mm. but we're not too sure if that's a positive thing at the moment um you can talk a little bit more about it if you want yeah i mean um I think there's um there's extra problems which come from the over normalizing transsexuality but yeah and it's um we did we Chloe and I spoke the other day about um potentially um being lesbian gay transsexual potentially coming from your trauma in the first place so your trauma which has come mainly from your dad this is hypothetically, of course, has caused you to think that all men are like that, therefore, maybe I should go with women because they won't be like that to me. So mm. you've got this limiting belief that all men act this way because you've learned that in your formative years. So then you've, you're trying to physically distance yourself from that pain that you suffered when you were younger, which is maybe an over-masculine energy. However, the thing that you can't avoid is that masculine energy so you end up in a relationship with your partner who is the mirror to your traumas always you can't avoid that your um your the the partner that you seek is indicative of the traumas that you carry so therefore you try and avoid that thing that you um got when you were a kid but you end up getting it anyway just in the form of a woman say rather than a man yeah. so you still have to face the same things mm -hmm. so i think working through trauma you'd eventually see less transsexuals and less homosexuals because the trauma is the thing that's causing you a lot of the time this is my my personal philosophy your trauma is the thing that's um, getting you to distance yourself from the uh, natural sex the thing that you'd be naturally inclined to but in reality, if that trauma wasn't there, I think there'd be a lot uh, fewer of those. I think it'd mm. be less of a problem. I'll just quickly touch on the fact um, with transsexuals because it's very interesting that if you if you allow the Overton window to move too far towards um, acceptance of um, different sexualities, transsexual, homosexual, whatever it may be, so the Overton window is the current ideas of our time. If you allow that window to shift a tiny bit to accept different levels of sexualities, that means that things that were once more uh, fringe become more socially acceptable. Um, and also this window that we're now seeing is then seen by kids growing up thinking that that's the norm when actually we've moved the norm. So then their norm can be even further away from the norm. So there becomes this um, snowballing effect when you, are, when you over allow some of these things, which I think in the future will eventually come to realise and then we'll have to backpedal a little bit. Yeah. So we'll see. Watch this space in twenty years' time. See if uh, see if I was there right. There are obviously positive things <laughs> of moving the Overton window. An example is veganism. So 
veganism has become more normalized and accepted and then our, our young children are seeing more of it and grow that means that so if you and i are becoming more vegan our generation is if we all have children are we're putting that on our children and actually asking children now do you want to eat an animal and our children are actually thinking about it more of them will grow up and that's maybe a, a positive trait or an example is even trying to be more eco-friendly and looking after the planet it wasn't really a thing for our parents they didn't really give a shit about that sort of stuff and that's becoming more accepted and normalised, which could be a good thing. So some things we're mm. able to window are positive. Yeah, and it's hard to even determine whether those things are positive or negative because the sexuality thing for where I where I'm standing, I think that that is negative. But then some people but will the say veganism, it's positive. Yeah. yeah, and the veganism thing could be exactly the same, right? So yeah. the veganism could be perceived as oh, you're creating less harm to the animals, but actually the knock on effects of that or the um, like the. Um, the life, circle of life, life circle yeah. Of life so you might think yeah. that you're avoiding that, but unfortunately, we will have to become part of that. At some and an point, example anyway. of that actually is how in Mark Hyman's book he says that when you every for every soy burger you make, you release more, more carbon dioxide into the atmosphere than a, than a meat burger. So it's well, like, than a grass fed meat. Oh, grass fed meat, yeah. No, I thought it was a standard one. He was comparing it to. Uh, I don't think but so. anyway, he was saying that. So then you're like, oh, I'm doing good for the environment, but actually having soy you're destroying rainforests and stuff so it's like yeah yeah there's a whole long story there with the veganism but yeah. um yeah and even with the transsexuals bisexuals all these things you and i have a different opinion some people like to say no that's a great thing it's great that the overton window is moving it's a positive thing mm. so and but who knows what the positive is right like basically in hundreds of years time we'll know whether the earth dies by itself and humans end up fucking themselves yeah Oh yeah, just so just quickly, I wanted to touch on um how plants and animals are um sort of um they sort of display masculine and feminine energy. So plants release oxygen, use carbon dioxide. Animals use oxygen and release carbon dioxide. So one without the other is never going to work because the environment will be too full of carbon or too empty of carbon. So those things are so, that's such a good um, symbiotic relationship that, that fully shows that um, codependently they work really well together and independently they'd fail to function. Um, and also, even more than that, it's so interesting how the plants are so like that feminine energy where they're so vulnerable. When you think about plants, plants can't even move themselves around. They don't have legs. They literally just sit there. And you would have thought, that's so, how are they ever going to get anywhere? However, and and you would have thought that the animals, you know, they've got the physical strength, they can move around, they can literally chew the plants up. So you would have thought they're the more dominating force of the two. But if you think about like mass extinctions on Earth, the plants are always the ones that are back thriving first. You know, plants are, um, like in they're a, more indestructible than animals are. Like in what's called Ch- Chernobyl, whatever it's called, that place where they have the nuclear thing, there's like, there's just plants Yeah, there. exactly. Plants <laughs> around way before the animals were coming yeah, yeah. back. Um, so I think that's such a good example in a, in a physical sense of where you've got this masculine and this feminine energy just working perfectly together and where the masculine may seem like it's more strong like you look at a lion and think oh surely that's going to be the toughest thing it can it can chew through that oak tree but the oak tree lasts for hundreds of years the oak tree regrows its wounds and you know yeah grass can can survive tougher weather conditions and things like that and like the cows that eat the grass the grass grows back like it does survive yes yeah so just such a cool example mushrooms are another example as well 
mushrooms are insane. Like yeah, they're a weird they can one. grow under continents and like miles under land, like and connect up with each other. Yeah, and they've been shown to be like sort of halfway between an animal and the plant in yeah. the way that they work as well. Yeah. Maybe that's the transsexual. Well, apparently, they, yeah. Apparently, they even have like um, was it sound? Like they talk to each other, don't they? Yeah. There's that guy that records them. Yeah. Yeah, really cool. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much all we've got for you guys today. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, hope you have a little more understanding of the masculine and the feminine. And um, if you've got any more thoughts connected to the masculine and feminine, it would be really interesting to um to think of them because for the most part, these are mostly just Chloe and my ideas. They're not anything that's um. You know, there's no official scientific books on them, so this could be a load of old um, crockpot. But um, yeah. just uh, just let us know, yeah. Yeah. Comment below, and also, um, I was going to say as well that we are going to do. Well, we're hope thinking that our next podcast episode is going to be on non-monogamy, but we're going to let you guys ask some questions for us. So do head over to our Instagrams. Maybe we'll link them. Um, below and look out for those because we're going to ask some questions and then do a kind of Q&A answer because that was a really popular episode <laughs> I think our most popular episodes are on non-monogamy because you guys seem quite invested in it so mm. we thought we'd do a Q&A on that um, so look out for that yeah. hopefully it'll be this year we've got one one month or so to get another one in if not it'll be in 2023 <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, don't forget to give us a follow and subscribe Um, Thanks for watching, guys. Peace out. (laughs) Bye.